0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.
1: Now, you know, pretend I don't know who Albert Gallatin is. I mean, Chris clearly see, doesn't know. Uh, I, I'll, so I'll admit this I do not know who this Albert is. And I know for sure you, Doc Thompson, Shh. do not know who this Albert guy is. Chris, I'm not the expert. I'm going to let Gregory explain okay. who he is. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm sure you've heard of Uncle Albert. Yes. I have heard that.
0: No analogy. Just kidding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who is Albert Gallatin?
0: Gallatin was the Secretary of the Treasury for Jefferson and for Madison. He's the man whose statue is in front of the Treasury building. Hamilton's in the back. Uh. And that's not an accident because until very recent years, Hamilton was not a hero. Uh, He he was seen as an elitist whose uh, centralizing ideas had been set aside by the Jeffersonians when they got into power. And uh, through most of the 19th century, the federal government's fiscal system operated on principles of sort of practical, uh, efficient frugality that Gallatin and Jefferson put in place.
1: See, that's interesting because, um, yeah, Alexander Hamilton gets all of this credit for, you know, found find, um, founding our financial system. And, yeah, Alexander Hamilton has some serious flaws in his past and character.
0: Well, uh, leaving his character aside, uh, and and not really, uh, unless you want to, talking about his ideas, Uh <laughs> The, the the bottom line is that uh, history is history I mean as a matter of fact his ideas were set aside uh, for a hundred years
1: so what did Gallatin believe what was what was what was uh the foundation of his values and principles when it came to the financial system
0: <clears throat> well both he and Jefferson were uh, take yourself back to the beginning of the of the uh the end of the 18th the beginning of the 19th century he he and Jefferson were liberals they they believed in the newest thing which was the fresh political economic thinking that was coming from France and Britain uh, probably best remembered nowadays through the writing of Adam Smith Um, these political economists as they then were called uh were men who thought that the european governments of the time had become too powerful too centralized and tr- too too profligate that they were using money in a way that was retarding domestic economic growth and so they wanted these economists wanted uh governments to step back to give the private sector room to thrive And one of the ways in which they insisted that had to be done was through a reduction of government spending and a reduction of government debt. And one of the principal uh, targets of their criticism um, was the huge military machines that Britain and France had built up at the time in order to fight the wars that occupied them through most of the 18th and early 19th centuries.
1: This is amazing. This is the story we hear uh, again, that we're living out again today. It's history is cyclical when it comes to America and these ideas of debt and the size of government and military. And there have been other times that this has played out as well. But early on, we had amassed a pretty significant debt uh, during the revolution and Gallatin's principles ended up pulling us out.
0: Uh, they did um, at at the time at the time uh, when Hamilton financed the Revolutionary debt uh, of the federal central government and assumed the state debts. Um, we had eighty some million dollars worth of debt uh, from the Revolution, which was at the time an absolutely enormous amount of money. Uh, that debt crept up during Washington and Adams' administ- administrations because during those years, uh, the government was spending somewhat more than it was taking in. And and despite um, a sort of charade through which they were putting money in a sinking fund for the debt, they weren't really reducing it because they were incurring deficits greater than the sinking fund payments. So by the time Gallatin and Jefferson got to power, the debt was around uh, $90 million. And by the time Gallatin left, the treasury the debt was about 45
1: so what was number one what how did america make money what what was um, our country's income we didn't have the same tax structure we didn't have income tax at that point so what how did we make money how did, did we pay for things
0: yeah that's that's a very good question we didn't really have an income tax until 1913 uh, although we briefly had one during the civil war the, the principal source of the country's income was import duties. And that, that um, throughout the 19th century, provided substantially all of the money that the government ran. There was also income from postal service, which was originally seen as income producing, wow. and from sales of, of the public lands in the West. And uh, the land sales in particular became more and more important as the 19th century wore on. But at the beginning, well over uh, 90% of the income came from import duties. They, they were seen, they're now seen as regressive because mm-hmm. they raised the price of consumption, which generally hits the uh, people who spend higher proportions of their income. But in those days, uh, and Adam Smith and other liberal economists at the time thought this, Um, import duties were seen as progressive. The idea was that only the well-to-do had money to spend, so only they were going to pay the taxes.
1: Yeah, and we obviously produced things very differently back then. You were talking about importing a lot of things from Europe, then we began manufacturing more stuff through the late 1800s and early 1900s. so some of that wouldn't be sustainable, but very interesting. And then obviously, it's not going to be sustainable, the selling of lands out west, because eventually you run out of land. So when Jefferson and Gallatin started their plan, was a national debt a concern of most people? I got to believe people were not as informed or concerned about fares of state when it came to something like that. Or were they? Was, was this a political issue? Did people talk about it in pubs and stuff?
0: Yes, it was a political issue. In fact, it was the opposition to Hamilton's financial plans that really gave rise to the Republican Jeffersonian opposition. Um, and I think the, the rhetoric that we often remember, the party slinging slogans at each other, tends to disguise that a bit because in time, the slogans tended to focus more and more on who is a friend of the British or who is a friend of the French. But the real origins of the opposition were in a, in a disagreement over fiscal policy.
1: So you have um, the Gallatin era, and then we eventually make our way to Jackson, a handful of presidents later, and he uh, wants to get rid of the central bank. And then we've played some of these scenarios out over and over again. How come we can't... Gregory, uh, base our our financial structure on history and what has worked in the past. How come we haven't learned these principles and we keep arguing them over and over again? Debt is bad. We, I mean, amassing a huge debt is going to be bad for us.
0: Well, there. First of all, times change, and so drawing exact parallels is is, is difficult and chancy. Certainly economic thinking has evolved, and we we have a much deeper understanding now uh, about how economies work and how government spending affects the development of economies. I mean, the, the real irony, of course, is that we were fiscally prudent at a time in our history when we probably ought not to have been because we were a developing country and the money spent then probably would have paid economic dividends that they didn't think it would and we now understand it might've. Now that we're a mature country and we ought to be more concerned about running up uh, unsustainable deficits given our current demography and the, the possibility that our currency may not remain the world's reserve currency, Uh, we're perhaps doing just the opposite. You know, we've become so accustomed to large deficits that we just take them casually.
1: Where can people uh, find out more about your book and you?
0: Well, there's a website, um, GregoryMayAuthor.com, and the book is available wherever books are available.
1: Awesome. And what we'll do is we'll post a link to it so people can remember it. The title is Jefferson's Treasure, How Albert Gallatin Saved the, Na- the New Nation from Debt. And the author is Gregory May. Gregory, thanks so much, buddy. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Great to talk to you. Hey, it's Doc Thompson, and you're listening to The Morning Blaze. And if you like what you're hearing on this show, then you probably will like Pat Gray Unleashed. Available now wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag What I Learned Today.